140 days after the March 28th Kaduna train incident, some victims of the terrorist attack remain in captivity. And Nigeria and its citizens continue to incur huge losses. Government lost billions of naira and business owners around the Kaduna Abuja train corridor closed shop and laid off their staff. Victims and their families continue to bleed in pain. Indeed, a double-edged sword situation. How huge are these losses? What are the details and the way forward? We break it down on this episode of Nigeria Daily. Welcome, I am Sagir Kano Sali. One hundred and forty days after the March twenty eighth, twenty twenty two bomb attack on the Abuja Kaduna train is still fresh in the minds of Nigerians. Ten passengers were shot dead. Several others wounded and dozens were kidnapped by the terrorists from the ill-fated Kaduna-bound train. Some of the victims have been released after payment of ransom. Others are still in captivity as their families and the government work hard to secure their release. Meanwhile, findings by Daily Trust reveals that not less than 3 billion naira revenue has been lost over the period as a result of the suspension of the Abuja Kaduna train service. My colleague Isa Ismaila gets the breakdown of the losses from Daily Trust business reporter Chris Agabi. First of all, I'd like to state that uh, we try getting official data from the non-railway corporation in trying to do this report to get the specific uh, amount of loss that may have incurred, at least on the ticket alone, which can be quantified, but that information didn't come through. At the time we filed the report, we made adequate efforts to reach out to them. They didn't respond to that effect. So we did the statistics on ours. We took details of the number of trains that are operated daily on that corridor, Mujia Kaduna train corridor. We also analyzed the possible value of the ticket, the economy, the business class, and all that, vis-a-vis the number of seats that are available per trip, per day. So we got to a hypothetical number where we arrived at that. And also other sundry businesses that happen within the train service operations. There are several other businesses that happen. There are vendors even within the terminal buildings who also pay rent to the NRC, the General Road Corporation. There are also vendors on the train themselves, which uh, they are also concessionaires on the NRC as well. And there are people, advertisers, who have also paid, paid uh, money on space at the terminals to advertise their goods and services. Of course, exposures basically wasted for now until when uh, people return back to use the service. And of course, other some businesses like taxi, food vendors, and all of those Chains of business happen, happen between Abuja and all the stations down to Regaza. So we, 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 we try to compute some of those losses in bits, and then we arrived at the yeah, about $3 billion, uh, we did in our report within the period the train service has shut down. The other aspect is the cost. Yeah, you know, the ticketing aspect of that service uh, company, Secure ID, and the schools have had business for 10 years. 
definitely the contract wouldn't be for 10 years anymore. It has to be increased by the number of months that that service has suffered a shutdown. Also, when the trains, that confidence will not be immediately. So there'll be downtime. A lot of the seats will not probably be taken. So there'll be loss in business operations. So the value, the projection upon which that contract was reached will have to be renegotiated. So the terms of that particular contract will have to be renegotiated, as it were. And again, there'll be a lot of wear and tear on even the facilities. I'm sure by the time you do a check on some of the facilities, even at the station, some facilities were already, maybe they're already rusting away, they're losing value, you know. So all of those probably will also need to be replaced. And don't forget that the federal government is paying staff salaries for people who are not working. So for how long will that continue? That's also a loss. Don't forget that that project was, was built from a loan facility from the China Exim Bank. Already a support account was created so that some proceeds from that train service will also be put into that account so that it also be used to repay the loan for which it was taken to build. Now that growth to that account has stopped because there is no more operation. So the terms of the loan is already running. And since funding is not coming from there, the federal government have to look elsewhere to raise more money to be able to pay that debt when the time comes. So these are the little issues around that service that if it continues to shut down, you know, some of the other economic activities that have stopped, a lot of people have stopped traveling to Kaduna because they cannot risk going by road. That train was the option for them to go. A lot of people no longer travel. Economic activities are slowing down. People can't travel to do business in Kaduna anymore. So Kaduna is gradually or systematically also being cut off from other benefits that will come from travelers coming into the state, hotels, restaurants, and all of those kinds of things. So the more that service continues to shut down, the deeper implication to the economy, even in terms of the impact on the road. A lot of cars were taken off the road because the train was operational. Now people have to put more cars on the road. So just by also jeopardizing the integrity of the Abuja Kaduna Expressway and putting more people into harm's way. That was Chris Agabi giving a breakdown of the losses incurred in monetary terms due to the suspension of the Abuja-Kaduna train service. You are listening to Nigeria Daily on dailytrust.com forward slash Nigeria Daily and on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at daily underscore trust. You can also listen to this and other episodes on TuneIn Radio, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. Don't forget that on today's episode of Nigeria Daily, we are looking at the impact of the suspension of the Abuja Kaduna train service on the Nigerian economy. Before we went on break, our colleague Chris Agabi gave an insight on the losses incurred in monetary terms due to the suspension of the train service. How else has the Nigerian economy been affected? An economist explains in this interview with Isa. My name is Dr. Ibrahim Muhammad Adam. I'm the head of the Department of Economics and Development Studies at the University of Duse. And currently, I'm an associate professor in, of economics. Basically, transportation is very key in economic development because it facilitates the movement of goods and services from one point to another, and also people. So economic activities do take place at different locations. And um, some of these 
activities, one has to move from one point or one location to another where these activities will be consummated. Now, where there are challenges of either movement of goods or people, then the economy will be negatively affected because many of the transactions, economic transactions that will take place may not be able to take place. Uh, for instance, now, there are many business uh, activities that one needs to go to Abuja, for instance, from Kaduna or from any part of the country to another. And for the fact that the road is not secure and um, the alternative means of transportation is the train and even the rail transportation also is not secure. So that actually hinders uh, economic activity and eventually will affect the total output being produced within that period of time where uh, movements are halted. So actually, the, the suspension of the train services has impacted negatively on the economy of the country one and also even as individuals because as a matter of fact, you find out that some of the goods and services that need to actually move from one point to another as a result of insecurity, those goods could not be delivered from one location to another. And the scarcity of such goods in such locations where they will be, will be delivered will result to hike in, in their prices. Mm. So that will affect cost of living because goods are, are, are expensive, you know, and um, the money one will tend to buy goods and services uh, will actually not be able to be as sufficient as it used to be because the goods are, are scarce, they are expensive. And, uh, and uh, they will not be available. The Nigerian government received a $500 million loan from the China Exim Bank as a counterpart fund for the execution of the rail project with a 2030 repayment deadline. Will the almost five-month suspension of the train service affect the debt payment? The economic expert responds. The Chinese project ongoing for, for a while has been halted because of the insecurity. And the money, or rather, the loan being borrowed from them, you know, is going to be counting interest. And the, the repayment, you know, it means that it will be more expensive. So in this scenario, Nigeria is losing and we are losing money. And that means the burden of this debt is going to be too high because, there is, of course, it will continue to count interest and penalties on it because of the insecurity. Certainly, we are going to pay very high on it. And that, uh, that will really affect our economy as, uh, generally. While these losses and challenges were caused by the March 20th terror attack on the train service, what's the take of security experts on the suspension of the train service? My name is uh, Comrade Dr. Awal Abdullahi Aliyu, Secretary General, Retired Military Veterans Federation of Nigeria. Public affairs analyst and a security expert. Well, from onset, what cost it was because what needed to be done has not been done. For example, I am aware that there's a company or uh, that come up with a proposal that gave to the Ministry of uh, Transport for security surveillance drone and uh, infrared. There's, you know, there's security infrared cameras and drone that can dictate 150 to 200 meters distance away from the red line for any incoming object, either human being or whatever it is. But the government didn't really oblige to that. Otherwise, with that 200 meters distance infrared or drone that uh, can be running from the distance of 50 kilometers each 
while this one is running this way, the other one is running this way, this other one is running, at the substations that the, the railway corporation had, if that has been done, that would have assisted greatly in dictating any security threat at least 200 meters away from the main rail track. And that would have captured those things and then for the government and security agencies to nip any attempt before the, uh, an attack is being carried out. But it seems uh, that didn't happen and that was what one of the reasons why the attack actually took place. And before that time, don't forget there was attempt to attack the train. At least government should have known that. With the fact that their subsequent attempt to attack the train, they should have prepared properly and very well to handle whatever security challenges that present uh, itself. We are aware that the governor later come to say that he has made a personal complaint on this very issue, but uh, no effort was made. We also heard when the Minister of Transport also made a similar complaint. So I think that uh, there is a little, I don't know, will I call it unseriousness or ineffectiveness in trying to, on the part of uh, trying to handle the security challenges that are most likely to occur as at that time before it occurred. How then would further attacks on the train be averted when the service is eventually restored? Isa Ismaila throws this question to Dr. Awal Abdullahi Aliyu. The government and security agencies must be up to date, must be up and doing at all time, no night, no morning, no evening. At all time, they must be up and doing. Intelligence gathering must be the priority, and then rapid response should also also be there as at the time it is needed. And once there's intelligence gathering, it will not give room for anybody to do anything that will give room for any attack. Drones should be used. The infrared security cameras should also be used for communication as well as dictating any possible threat or attack by banditry, kidnappers, or insurgents, or whoever it is. I think the complaint of the former minister and then the complaint of the governor should be put into consideration and then the security agencies and government should put us together to provide the necessary facilities that will not allow such thing to occur again in future. And that's it on this episode of Nigeria Daily. Keep a date with us tomorrow for another edition of the show. Until then, thank you for listening on behalf of Isa Ismaila and all those whose voices you heard on the show. I'm Segir Kanusai, thanking you for being there. Have a great day. Music